and Groove Lounge. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Needle and Groove Lounge, an unscripted podcast establishment serving sips and spins since 2020. We're kicking off our second week of March Madness. In the first week, Jeff was able to take home the gold by pulling on the hardcore heartstrings of our incredible guest, Julian. Again, major shout out to Julian. Check out that episode to hear more about Julian's deep knowledge of hardcore punk music. This week, our esteemed guest is a legendary New Englander, Antonio Fresco, AKA DJ Tone. Tone, Rob, and Jeff go way back. They met as teenagers in the Boston area, played in bands together, and remain friends to this day. Tone spent some time tearing up the dance floors as a DJ, and for any of our listeners who spent some time on those dance floors, let us know some of your favorite memories. There's plenty of them. Tone chose hip-hop for week two of March Madness. The same rules apply as the first week. The guest picks the genre, and then the fellas select the song that they feel will impress the guest. As always, we have a wide range of songs and tons of pandering to our guests this week. Hip-hop is an enormous genre to cover, so naturally, we just barely scratched the surface. So please, hit us up on Instagram at Needle Groove Lounge to share some of your favorite hip-hop tracks. If you've been digging the pod, be sure to give us a good review on your podcast platform of choice and send the pod to another music lover in your life. Also, even after March Madness, we hope to feature our friends and listeners. Reach out if you want to suggest the theme or genre, and then come on the show. Well, thanks again for listening. Let's get started with what the fellas are drinking tonight at the lounge. Enjoy the show. The lounge is open. Uh, the room is filling up. Legend has it that there's a legend in the building tonight. A New England legend. Did you all hear? There's a line out the door. We're here, not with the regular gentleman, but in addition to the regular gentleman, <laughs> Antonio Fresco, a New England legend, just as a human being, but also as a DJ, DJ Tone, folks, tearing up the North Shore. Um, some of my favorite nights, actually, on the North Shore where you DJ, right? I think Rob would agree. Yeah, yeah. Right? No question about that. That's yeah. right. Oh, question. That was a that was an intro. Oh, great! I had a great intro. Perfect <laughs> intro. Put that in your bio, baby. I've never, never been called a New England legend. <laughs> well, you know, it's the first time I for think, everything at the lounge. I think I've actually been to a DJ Tone party. Yeah, at yeah. This this weird. It was some place. Ah, I can't remember the name of the place, but we all went. It was Vic. Victoria it was probably Vic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it was. Open. Yeah. Yeah. You played mostly at Vix, though. I'd say when you DJ is Vix, did you yeah. do Opus a little bit? But I say Vix is like your Vix was like yeah, the home. That's your. That was a wheelhouse right there. That was that's, the. That's your CBGB, right? Yeah, that was my. <laughs> <laughs> yes, awesome. Well, Tone, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It. It. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll let Tone speak a little bit more about why he's here in a little bit. But uh, as we all know, he's part of March Madness. This is the second the second week of March Madness. Last week, uh, I took the gold last week for a hardcore. Uh, episode i think actually rob you could kind of take some of that glory even tone too. a boxing water song was the song that that won it for our heart it down yeah the the 16 seed took down uh took it down down, it was what uh thursday bad brains uh, and bad bad brains and bane i thought bad brains number one seed i pulled that his heartstrings last week i pulled it as hardcore 
hardcore heartstrings. Um, <laughs> Julian, great guy. Julian, shout out to Julian if you're listening too, but cool. All right, Tone, this is how we get started though. We're at the lounge. You went over, you got your drink. What did you, uh, what did you pick up at the lounge at the bar? What do you got? So at, at Crispy's uh, on uh, Rantoul Street. Oh, okay. Shout out to deep, Beverly. Deep cut for... Yeah. <laughs> deep Crispy's. Crispy's with, a, with an H, if you will. Uh, oh, okay. For those playing the home game. Uh, I got a Jack's Abbey uh, Fire in the Ham. Ooh, nice. here. Jack's Abbey is local to you, right? So that's a, is that a it, Yeah, Boston? Yeah, it's like uh, uh, Framingham. Framingham, okay. So like Excellent. Central Mass. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Love that Good brewery. choice. That's a great brewery. Yeah, what else, what else have they done? They do. I love their Pilsner. Yeah, the Pilsner. Yeah, the, like, uh, okay. the six-pack tall boys, though, which is, okay. yeah. you don't usually see. Potion yeah. Pills, Hell, uh, House Lager. Lager is their big one. Um, okay. If if you're into the beer community, they're uh, – what is it called? Framing Hammer. They come in like those bomber bottles. Those are big. Isn't that like a Baltic Porter or something? Or is it, yes. No. Yeah, it yeah. is a Baltic Porter, and they do like 19 versions of it now with like peanut yeah. butter and anything you can think of. The beer knowledge is dropping. Rob, you also have a pale lager sweatshirt on for our, li- for our listeners out there. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful thing. That's right. Always awesome. Cool tone. Uh, Bones, what you drinking? Jay Bone. I'm drinking a little Evil Twin Brewing. It's Ooh. called Falco nice. IPA. Cool. Yeah, straight from Connecticut. There you go. You did Connecticut last. Evil Someone did Connecticut, Connecticut last week. No, I thought Evil Twin. It says it says brewed in Stratford. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, brewed they two do. roads. That means they do. They, uh, yeah, they contract do their... brewing there. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. They have a uh, place down in Philly too, like a second spot. Oh, wow, yeah, that's really? right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I think we've gone there before, Rob. I thought we went there. Evil Twin? No, maybe not. I don't know. I no, don't know Evil Twin. Evil Twin was like started in Brooklyn, right? Just oh, like- no. Evil mm-hmm. Wait. His um there actually are twins. They're there's two brothers, which is an it's a very interesting story, but no, they're um I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. We'll figure it out at some point. Uh, Rob, what you got? Uh, I have. I went zero gravity again. Oh wow! No uh, notch. No notch. Extra stout. Oh. I know. I uh, I had. Uh, I actually worked from home most of the day yesterday, so I was able to go out and pick up some yeah. brews. Mm. Um, I've been so seeing those notch pictures. I, I see you, and I know I have an insider tip. I can like, oh look at the, look at those skinny legs right there. I know that that's him. Yeah. Look at that sweater. Look at good. Yeah. Good, good, I can't good. wait for that's. I'm looking forward to a lot to being over during the pandemic, and that's my number one thing is not have to take pictures of myself so I can see other people. I like it. Take pictures of them responsibly. Uh, he likes have, it too. He's lying. No, I, I don't. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Um, uh, so I have their extra stout. It's their Irish stout. Nice. Um, had seen it before. Liked the can. Fan of zero yeah. gravity. Figured I'd check it out. It's the right cool. time of year. Yeah, repping the stout. We haven't done many of those, Justin. You did a couple, I think, to bring up, but cool. Yeah. And then, uh, J-Mac, what you got? So I went way on brand tonight, which I'm glad because I don't think anyone else did. So um, back in Brooklyn uh, for a couple days, and um, I've been wanting to try this, but Innerborough. Oh, yeah. Alfredo. So they did a collab where they did a beer for... uh, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist, aka their collab Alfredo. So it's a yeah. um, an IPA standard for like Interboro IPA. 
I'm also wearing my Wu-Tang shirt tonight for hip hop yes. night. I also yes. have on my, um, my Dickies and my Chucks for some West Coast hip hop as well. Oh. So I'm, I'm way on brand. He's doing it all. He's connected tonight. Tony, we've been, we try to get our beers on theme as much as we can and things, shirts and things like that. Oh. So, no, I, oh, I, I should have told you that. I should have told you that, but it yeah. didn't happen. We had a shirt on. None of us did. Yeah, he's got Word Up. That's right. Shirt. Yeah, for our listeners, he's wearing a Word Up t-shirt from Brewery yeah. Town Beats. Repping Philly, a uh, Philly record label from 98, 1988, 80, 87, 88. Jazzy Jeff and uh, Fresh Prince. Awesome. And I'll close it out. I've been trying to go as local as I can and like find local beers in PA. Oh, I just spilled it on my phone. Um, I got this beer called um, Insurrection Aleworks. Um, they're from Heidelberg, Pennsylvania, Jesse. I don't know if you know where that is, but I got it at this really cool uh, beer shop I that I go know. to. It's it's delicious. I've never had it before, but uh, Insurrection Ale Works. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, cool. Sweet. Awesome. All right, fellas, there we go. Uh, enjoy those beers as we uh, talk about our, our first round. Um, awesome. So let's kick it into it. So we are in the second week of March Madness. Um, for the month of March, we decided to break format a little bit um, and have a competition. Um, so the idea of March Madness following after basketball is uh, we've got a genre. We, well, first we get a host, uh, a, a guest to come on to the show um, and the guest chooses the genre. So last week, if you listened, it was American hardcore. And then uh, we have a conversation about the genre. And then the four hosts, we come with a song that we try to persuade the guests that that song is the best representation of that genre, or we try to pander to that guest in hopes that they like our song the most and they call us the winner. Um, so it gets a little bit of a fun. We got to try to sell our song. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. Here we go. Um, so again, our guest tonight is uh, Antonio Fresco, Tone Fresco, DJ Tone, the winner also of our raffle. You got your package today, right? right. This podcast has given me so much already. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and taken so much from me. I got a t-shirt, a record, and a, a punk like uh, magazine, I guess. Or yeah, Punk like Planet. A, I, sent, I sent him a Punk Planet. Punk I had like 50 Planet. of them around. Wow. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. now you're the special guest. You're the special guest. You really on the come up. You're the king. Is, king of the pod. All before, all before you came on, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, awesome. <laughs> so uh, Tone is here. Tone, why don't you tell us which genre you chose and then i don't know tell us a little bit story about why you chose it and what you're feeling and uh then we'll dive into the competition so go ahead take it so, away so i chose hip-hop as any kid of the 90s probably would <laughs> okay. uh <laughs> you know growing up in the uh growing up, the, <laughs> growing up in the uh the mean suburbs of peabody uh <laughs> where we, have, we had all the access to all the good hip-hop you know growing oh, up yeah. in the streets yeah, yeah, going to the streets of Peabody, all, all the good hip hop, all the Coolio and Skeelo you, you, you could take. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like I uh, I was into hip hop, but I mean, I as a kid, um, but never like kind of you know like I said, like probably got into like Coolio and Skeelo that sort of stuff. Right. But I feel like I kind of found it like a little bit later, maybe like late nineties, early two thousands, when you start kind of like be a little more aware of music because obviously yeah. like I grew up playing with you know Rob and and you Jeff playing in bands and stuff and um and you start kind of exploring music and you start seeing kind of like overlap like at Warped Tour you like you'd always see maybe sometimes some hip-hop acts come through or yeah I feel like Jurassic Park played what's the I think they, they played Warped Tour once I think or something yeah Jurassic but, Five right yeah yeah Jurassic Park 
<laughs> was, that, was that on your <laughs> <laughs> that was your other podcast uh, were you uh reviewing yeah, no, jurassic park yeah <laughs> yeah we were yeah yeah jurassic park five actually uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure like like, like jurassic five also must have come through uh warp tour i think once too and, yeah um, yeah, you just kind of start exploring genres. And, Definitely. I forgot uh, they were on Warp Tour. I remember that year. Yeah, yeah. There, there was like a bunch of like weird, uh, weird acts come through. But yeah, then you start kind of like, you start kind of like, okay, like, oh, these, these guys are pretty cool. And then you start like, I feel like things start kind of like clicking in your head. Like, oh yeah, like I kind of remember that song from back in the day. Like, let me go like look it up. Like, you know, yeah. say like a Tribal Quest song, which I'm, which I'm sure was on the radio when I was, you know, nine or 10, but I didn't right. really, didn't really click. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all totally. you had back then was, you know, like Biggie or or Tupac, those are kind of two big names that were you know yeah. like midnight. But um, but yeah, I mean, I guess what what really drew me to the genre itself is just the uh, for me, it's like the sampling. Like I I really really like love the sampling that 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 um that's really included in hip hop. Like how yeah. they kind of just like recycle and 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 pretty much like bring songs that were like made like 30, 40 years ago yeah. and make them new songs. Yeah, um, totally. I mean, I'm, I'm, we talked about it like you know with, with jazz or old funk or you know what I mean they, they basically make a whole new song for like a new generation yeah um, and I think and, what's cool about that two-tone that we've talked about before is it almost it links the previous generation with the current generation and potentially yeah. songs and artists that could be lost forever right like obscure funk bands or even you know bigger funk bands that younger kids just wouldn't really listen to because that's their parents music is is yeah. getting is getting like another kind of another cycle of interest which i think is really cool yeah, like a resurgence of being like oh so yeah. where does that come from yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean yeah. like i mean like i'm probably just started listening to jazz maybe like uh i want to say like five six years ago i got getting yeah. really into it um and then, like, you know, I know, I put it on. I'm like, oh wait a minute! Like, I've I've heard that that like yeah. guitar riff, or I've heard like that, that drum beat, or I've heard like you know, like like, like that bass line. Like, what the hell is that from? And then, like, go online. Like, oh yeah, it was used like in this like in like in, in these forty songs. It was oh, always yeah. the same drum beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you know? awesome. Uh, and I think like that's what like really like you know, and, and I guess it kind of has also kind of like that like hip hop and like punk for me. Like those those are two genres for me that are like so. Uh, accessible to yeah. um, like anyone you know anyone can like just start rhyming you know start you know uh rap it over like any any beat you know it's, it's always like four four just kind of like punk is always four four right um and it's sort of like it's kind of like that well, like like the whole diy ethos yeah. was, was 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 very prevalent in early hip-hop as well like it was just like you know house shows and yeah um yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a very accessible music and, uh, you know, it's anyone can do it. You know? I think relatable too, particularly, I think, to any yeah, yeah. age group, but like the younger kids too. It's like the, you know, it's a, it's a, it gives a voice to potentially something yeah. that's not in the mainstream. Um, and it's a, it's a lived experience that feels like it's being written out of, you know, mainstream culture. And I think that's really powerful too for early hip hop, right? um yeah 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 i mean it was yeah. like a rebel music like it wasn't like it like it, it wasn't even like acceptable to be played at like you know like award shows they wouldn't even play hip-hop i, I think like the first wasn't the first grammy wasn't it or uh wasn't it um fresh prince that oh, yeah. wasn't the first one yeah that's it was, right like, I, I don't think it called hip-hop it was called like it was called something different it was called like i don't know like yeah i forgot the name of it but they didn't call it hip-hop but yeah um, 
yeah, it wasn't even like considered music. And I'm sure like any new uh new art form that comes around, it's always there's always blowback from the establishment. But yeah. Um no, but yeah, awesome. I mean that's kinda like yeah, yeah. that's kinda why I'm looking to it. No, it's cool you mentioned. I was saying, I think I was texting you guys too last night. As I'm reading this awesome book, I would recommend to everyone, you guys and listen. It's called Bring That Beat Back, How Sampling Built Hip-Hop um, by Nate Patron. And it's remarkable. Like it's, it's hip-hop history, but, but again, told through the sampling. And so kind of like the nerd notes uh, are there, right? He'll talk, about, he'll talk about Wu-Tang and he'll talk about, you know, Pete Rock and all the people I'm sure that will potentially come up in conversation tonight. But not just the history. It's about like which tracks that they were sampling for and um, mm-hmm. the creation of the beats through sampling and just the, the progression from like Cool Herc and the sound system all the way up to the 90s and, and currently I'm about halfway through. So yeah, I would definitely check that out. Um, bring the beat back. It's, 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 it's a great book. Cool. Yeah, awesome. All right, so let's do this then, Tone. So like we said, with March Madness, we're going to give it a go first um, and then uh, we'll talk about each track. We'll, we'll try to sell you on it. We call it the preamble. We'll give a quick preamble or a long preamble. Um, we'll listen to the track, talk about it a little bit. Um, and then at the end, again, you can share some tracks that you brought that really resonate for you with hip hop. And then ultimately you got to tell us uh, who, who, took the, who took the gold tonight. Um, now we have been starting, we've set a precedent that the guest closest friend would go first. So Rob, that would be you, right? So like we started to say like Rob could know, you know, you and Rob could have been talking over the years. He already knows one of your favorite tracks. So it's like a, yeah. it's like a home court advantage, right? So he's going to go first and we're going to maybe sniff out some bias. I mean, I feel like I kind of have a home court advantage. Maybe I was on the team. I got traded. So I know the insider baseball a little bit, but um, I'm very excited for this. I had a lot of, I had a lot of thoughts on this topic. So it's preamble. like, like a, as always, like when we talk about the stuff, we want to like set parameters, but like what defines like a hip hop song for me, you mm. know what I mean? Or like what I think defines like your, cause what we're talking about is your, your eighth, your typical hip, not typical, but like your pinnacle of hip hop. Like if you were to show the way I keep thinking about it is if we were to show someone that had no conception of what hip hop was or like an alien that came to earth, like what hip hop is like, here's a song to make you understand hip hop. Um, so like, to that end, I put a couple of like you know things, uh, like parameters and specifications. So like, one of those things Tony touched upon in your preamble. Uh, uh, actually, no, it's spoiler. It's just Tone's old band history of victories. My favorite hip hop band. <laughs> what? No, oh. no, I'm kidding. It's yes. not at all. <laughs> I remember that band. That's a great the record. Band. I recorded and Tone plays drums on. It's my favorite hip hop band. No, I think um, we should listen to that. I wish that should be. There's some questionable lyrics from, uh, from the oh, old Very uh, questionable lyrics. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, I was trying to hold on to that joke and I just couldn't. It had to come out. Um, <laughs> you have to let it fly. Back to the serious stuff. So, so Mo would sue you. He probably would. <laughs> Chef Mo, excuse me. Chef Mo would sue you. No shout outs for that guy. Um, <laughs> MC so, turned stuff. Tom, one of the things you'd mentioned was uh, the sampling. And I think that's like, for me, like a big part of hip hop is like, it's got to have one, a sample and two, like a, a good sample, like a, like hip hop for me, uh, like, or quintessential hip hop has a lot to do with the sampling and the quality of the sampling and the samplings that are used. And um, so I was looking for a song that had like a really good sample in, in conjunction with that. Um, I, like for the groove and the beat almost has to stand alone. Like, could that beat live by itself and be mm. its own song? Mm. Like, like I think that's all the hip hop songs I love. Like 
yes, I love the lyrics and I love the flow, but like the beat itself, like when you talk about a hip hop song to your friends, what's the first thing you say that, yo, that the beat is great. You know what I mean? Like use whatever adjective you like to use, but like that beat is the, you know what I mean? Like that's the thing people talk about. Yeah. Um, And then the other things I was thinking about is like, what do I like in hip hop is like, like obviously like the rap itself is going to have like, like, like some great flow and some great rhythm and like, in conjunction with that is like message and lyricism and stuff like that, which I think is like quintessential hip hop. Like, yes, does every song have to be about something? But like, I think, I mean, I'm saying stating the obvious here, but like what I kept thinking about what are those songs that like kind of um, coordinated all those things for me. And then the last thing, when I think about hip hop, I think about East coast hip hop in New York in particular. So that kind of like was the last sort of like, if you're looking at the funnel of what I was thinking about, like, all of these things and then like what came out of new york that i think fits that because i think new york is for you know lack of a better word to be sort of productive about it is like the birthplace of hip-hop a little bit Mm. so like it felt only felt appropriate for me to pick an artist that came out of new york yeah um and i kept thinking about a lot of artists and some more obvious than others but one i kept coming back to oh and another thing that was sort of like just a little piece but like a dj like the DJ is so instrumental to all of these things in hip hop, like the groove of all this stuff. So I was really looking for like a song that also included like maybe a DJ of note or something like that. Uh, and something I kept coming back to and back to, back to. Um, and it was like, wasn't my, what I thought was, should, was going to be my pick, but I ended up on it. Uh, Eric B and Rakim. Great uh, choice. Paid in full. Paid in full. I had to go paid in full. So I nailed on RB, Eric B and Rakim. And then, Paid in full. Uh, oh, great Eric, B, Eric B is president. Like one of the most influential hip hop albums of all time. Like, yeah, agreed. I would make the argument, and I'll shut up in a minute. But like, you don't get Big, you don't get Tupac. I know Tribe is around the same time, but like that, that flow and that style. Yeah. Like all of these things, Jay Z, Kendrick, all of these people don't happen without Rakim. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh like, yeah. Well, he's called he's called the God for a reason. Yeah, he's and, all over uh, this like, book. So like, like, he's all over the book, right? Like, and like, so influential, yeah. Yeah, and not particularly on Paid in Full, but like, I mean, Paid in Full a little bit too, but talking about like his life and all that sort of stuff. But like, Rakim like, has always had a message and stood for a lot of stuff and like, hasn't been afraid to like, talk about all that stuff. And like, yeah. Eric B, great DJ. Like, quintessential hip-hop duo. Yep, so, agreed. Uh, Eric B and Rakim, Paid in Full. Let's do it. Um. I have their MTV studio performance. It's essentially, their video is kind of whack, so I didn't want to play it, but the studio performance is essentially a lip sync version of the studio song. Nice. But it's just cool because you get to see the chains and the rings oh, and nice. like the whole 80s <laughs> rock him vibe. Yes, love so, it. So here we go. Yeah. Thinking of a master plan. This ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand So I dig into my pocket, all my money spent So I should deep up, still coming up with lint So I start my mission, leave my residence Thinking how could I get some dead presidents I need money, I used to be a stick-up kid So I think of all the devious things I did I used to roll up, this is a hole up Ain't nothing funny, stop smiling You still don't nothing move but the money But now I learn to earn cause I'm righteous I feel great, so maybe I might just search for a 9 yes. to 5 that's awesome. I was just reading. I know Rob, you put in the chat about the sample that the Soul Searchers, but it was wait, what song did? Yeah, no, I, I thought it's it has here like "Funky President" by James Brown. No, am I looking at that wrong? Yeah, I mean, I I just 
I was just looking at who sampled, and it's uh, the bass is from Dennis Edwards. Don't look any further. <laughs> that song was so good. Oh, the bass is great. <laughs> um, and the the Soul Searchers is supposed to be like the main. But I, I mean, oh, that's just maybe maybe I'm on the maybe I looked up the wrong song, but yeah, awesome, cool, yeah, that's great. We got a discrepancy. We have a, Dude, Eric B couldn't be any less interested to be here. Dude, it, it seemed like it, right? Yo, M, Yo MTV decks, rap. They yeah. gave him, they gave him some <laughs> whack ass decks, and he was they gave like, a one turntable. Like, <laughs> no, that's like, yeah. the, and they were like a home stereo turntable, and he was like, "Cool, I'll stand here and just pretend like I'm doing something." Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The look on his face. For our listeners out there, watch the Yo MTV Raps <laughs> version of Eric B and Rakim. <laughs> You will see. Painful. <laughs> yeah. Painful. Yeah. Awesome. No, that's great. Aggressively man. uninterested, Eric B. Yeah. Like 9 <laughs> what I think is cool about that too, you're talking 87, I think that album came out, right? Like that's still when yeah. you could lift a sample and kind of get away with some of the copyright, yeah. right? Like, so those guys were, those early guys were like, you know, they were, they were going big on the sampling because you didn't have to clear much. You know what I mean? Um, which is awesome. Um, you know, and, and back to the tone, what you were saying before, how can they, they could just like flip tons of stuff and not have to worry about getting them approved or paying for them. Um, so they were able to put some incredible stuff together. And I was just reading also that Marley Marl, Marley Marl is where they recorded uh, at his house, at his studio. Um, and he was a big yeah. influential part of the sampling scene too. And as, as like a producer. So that's pretty cool. I didn't know that 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 fact there it's pretty neat yeah yeah he kind of like put them together yeah i guess what i from what i read like eric b was like looking for an mc and they went to this one dude's house and he wasn't home and he was like oh i know this other dude yeah. um and it was rock him <laughs> and we were just like cool you're good you're home that's awesome i feel like that's how tony you mentioned playing in bands i feel like that's how bands started back in the day like is this kid home does pretty he play much. bass yeah, yeah just, exactly the kid in the neighborhood cool. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we need somebody does he does he have yeah is he around yeah, no, some Rob, of those like some of those old some of those old hip hop uh, albums probably would have cost like a billion dollars today. If oh, they had yeah. all that stuff. oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, Rob, that's a cool choice. Yeah, that's definitely I mean, hip hop history is 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 a lot different without them, right? And that album is is remarkable. The whole album's and the follow up to it. I can't recall the name at the top of my head right now, but the follow up is really good. I think it came out in the early nineties. Uh, maybe, maybe yeah it was a yeah. painful follow the leader yes that's and right. then after that was uh don't sweat the technique which i almost went with but uh, i love yeah, that song super famous song i'm gonna go to the wind rope with that song <laughs> Uh-oh. i thought about playing that song i thought about don't sweat the technique but paid in full seemed to me like a more quintessential hip-hop song because yeah. of everything yeah. that happened after paid in full for real like, yeah and then the, especially because like after that record, they sort of broke up and things a lot have happened, like a lot of controversy surrounding that last record. But Pain yeah. and Full seemed to be like the thing that like really split hip hop wide open. Yeah. All right. There we go. Rob put out his, uh, put it up there. We'll see if, uh, we'll see if Tone Bites. Sure. See if Tone Bites. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, does anyone, I mean, I, I can go next since I have some home court advantage go. too. I, there you go, go. J-Mac. Oh, I, put, I knew you wanted up. to go. He's all hyped up. He's ready to go. He's pumped. Uh, unshare that screen son oh i'm still sharing jesus that's why I'm, I'm trying to like fix why i can't only see like half of you guys <laughs> yes uh, all right here we go whoops. he's ready oh boy Actually, uh, uh, well, can i can i situate myself with this i, I think he just did some push-ups yeah, get ready. it's a dread his heart i can feel uh, your heart pumping <laughs> rob's preamble actually set it up good so that's why i also all right, go. cool 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 um 
so the group that I chose, so I was thinking about a lot of things. Uh, one of the things that I was thinking about is just, it came up in the in hardcore talking about regionalism. And then we had also had been talking some about the Kenny Beats podcast um, mm-hmm. on the Broken Record podcast. A lot of that's about regionalism of hip hop. And so uh, I couldn't do hip hop and not go with like my roots. Similar, a lot of the things that you said, tone of like being in the 90s, like music that I was drawn to. Like growing up in the South, I listened to hip hop nonstop. That was like the music. Me in high school, I had like two 12 inch subwoofers in the back of the cab of a truck. I had, you know, that was, that was, that was so. I, 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 um, and we, so we've already shared in a previous episode about No Limit Records, which kind of first got me into um, hip hop, rap. And so that was one thing that then was a spinoff that I started thinking about. And I think Rob, you had mentioned it in the text, like, is, is there a difference in hip hop music and, and rap music? And so I, that's part of the parameters that I put on myself. I, I try to define what I thought was hip hop versus rap. And so in my head, I think I would, yeah. And so I, ultimately I think they all overlap and you can't, I I don't think you can, you, you can separate them, but what I love about hip hop, hip hop is also culture. It Mm -hmm. is about Mm -hmm. fashion. It's about music, dancing, emceeing, DJing, all of these things. And so I was then thinking about like cultural moments in hip hop. So I had all these things swell in my head and then I listened I kind of knew the group I was going to go with and I listened to their whole discography since just nonstop front to back over and over again. And that's uh, outcast. I'm going with outcast is, is my group. And what solidified, what solidified it though is two things is the 1995 source awards, the second annual source awards. It was in New York city. It was the height of East Coast, West Coast mm. beef at this moment. Everybody that was getting an award was either from the, or that were up for an award were either from the East Coast or from the West Coast. Um, there's some pretty good documentaries. Last year was, I think, the, it was 1995. So yeah, 50, they had an interesting yeah. documentary. Yeah, 25th anniversary then of the, of the award show. And the way that it's described is Death Row is there, Suge Knight, Snoop Dogg, Dre, and they come with like 100 people. Then you have like Nas is getting an award or possibly getting an award for album of the year. And he's got like 100 people with him from the East. And then you have Bad Boys with Biggie and they show up. And then you have Goody Mob, which is four dudes, Outkast, and then their friend Shanti who comes with them as well. That's all that comes from the South to, to this award <laughs> show. Uh-oh. And Outcast is up for group of the year. Pretty much everyone else that is in it, they're like, it was clearly supposed to be like an East Coast night. Like as Rob was saying, East Coast was like supposed to take it. And I'm going to play a clip from the, for what happened. So this is a little bit different, but you know. I Ooh, the, man, the man's got notes and footnotes. You know, he's, ready. Ready. he's ready. I remember this. I remember seeing this on. That's what yeah. Was. Not gonna lie, I've been looking forward to Justin's preamble all week. <laughs> so, a lot of hype. So, it it comes out that group it goes to the South. Out Outcast gets a group of the year for their album um, album Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music, and they get booed. The audience boos them oh, yes. as they're walking I do remember the stage. This story. Yeah. Okay. And this is also the famous one where Snoop Dogg's on, on stage. You ain't got no love for the West Coast. You ain't got no love for Snoop Dogg, oh, yeah. which is also amazing. Same, the, same one, yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. So tons of tension. And then this is what the South's got something to say. Is that Andre 3000? Yeah. So this yeah. is Damn. Andre 3000. Oh, yeah. This is this so 94. Damn. 94 is when that first album comes out. And so then he comes to the stage and he's like, there's other videos where he's like clapping himself up as he's walking to they're booing. He's like clapping himself up, kind of like pumping, pumping it up. And this is what he says. But it's like this though. I'm tired of folks, you know what I'm saying? Closed minded folks, you know what I'm saying? It's like we got a demo tape and don't nobody want to hear, but it's like this, the South got something to say. That's all I got to say. Yes. And the crowd goes crazy. They like, it like totally shifts things and arguably that is a defining moment for hip hop. Mm. It, it changes where the South has arrived. It paves the way for later um, Little John and, and, and Ludacris and people like that. And it also just like puts Atlanta on the map as like a, yeah. as, a, as, a, as a mecca of hip hop as well. And arguably currently and probably so, one of the most influential, yeah. if not the most influential rap scene it's, in the entire country now yeah, is soared. Southern hip hop and particularly Atlanta. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, they come from the Dungeon family. It's uh, them, Organized Noise, and the Goody Mob is, is how the Dungeon family starts. Um, and so I didn't ha- I don't have that album. And so I had to go with the album that uh, that set it off for me, which is Outkast at Aliens. Okay. It, it blew my mind when I heard this album in high school. And so I had to play it. There are other stuff which... I love just as much Stankonia and stuff like that are just amazing. They're still amazing albums, but I think if you've never heard their first two albums, they're quite different than those other albums. And that, but even for outcasts, they were doing something very different, even though I think their early albums sound more similar to like early hip hop of the nineties. So the track I'm going to play is I I really struggled with what track to play, to be a hundred percent honest, but I'm going to play, the one that resonated with me the most that blew my mind when I heard the album and that's elevators. And this is very nineties as well. All of the videos are edited. So, and I refuse to play an, an edited hip hop song, which is a deeper conversation about what music we choose to censor. And I, is also racially charged what music gets censored, what music doesn't get censored and labeled as parental advisory, but. J Mac going off. Yes. Love it. That's right. Awesome. All right, so this is Outcast Elevators. delayed snare sample yeah, yeah. is and <laughs> then it's like, like reverbed out too and pan in a way it's like Pah! like that just is that was dope that was sick. it's like just like a little bit behind the beat but then it's blown up great. too right yeah, like yeah it's, it's just, a reverb like, they put yeah. on it yeah it's yeah and it's if you, i mean being from the south that's it's very southern it has yeah. a laid back beat right it's swampy like type of southern vibe 
Um, and it feels different really than Stankatonia too, a little bit. Like you said it earlier in the preamble, like the albums have a different vibe. Like that's that's got a def- definitely different vibe than their singles off that album that come out what like what seven years later, something like that. Like how what's the what's the gap between that album and and Stankatonia, Stankatonia, whatever it is. Uh, well, there's a couple more in between in between them, right? Women and yeah. I as well that comes out. Um, Stankonia. Uh, I don't know. That yeah, Rob's the resident researcher. I'd have to look at the exact <laughs> date <laughs> of the got wiki pulled up. Now, just, she working overtime? Right. Do you remember? So you shared that Andre three thousand clip. The salt's got something to say. Like you said, it was ninety five. So you're still younger. Like, was there like talk at like the bus stop or at school the next day? Like, yo, did you all see that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, was there any of that buzz? Like being from the south when that happened at all? It's curious, you know. Um, to to some extent, but not like you would not. Um, no. It was it was more about the the music, I yeah. think, and I think similar to like what we talked about last week, which is an interesting juxtaposition to last week. Like everyone's connection to hardcore. We didn't talk about this on there, but like I never had that connection. Like I I got into hardcore like college post grad. I didn't have like an older cousin or a group yeah. that I got into that music. Like I didn't get into punk hardcore until like I had friends who were older than me in college who were in that scene who were like, you know, who went to Sonic Youth shows, who went to like Fugazi yeah. shows and were like, check this group out. And But I had cousins growing up that was hip hop, right? And so like I remember hearing this on a cassette. I remember it was like this yeah. album and hearing Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back, like the same, same week. <laughs> yes. you know? So it's like, yeah, that hip hop was that was more that for me because honestly, like besides outside of like Richmond and stuff, and, and sure it's changed now, there wasn't like a, a punk hardcore scene down South, right? That's not a, that wasn't a thing in like the deep South um, yeah. of like Mississippi. Um, but hip hop definitely was, you know? Uh, yeah. um, and so- yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, interesting. It's interesting. You have like the, the almost like, as most of us, I think here, except for you, just like the exact opposite experience where like you found punk and hardcore later, where like, I feel like I went, or at least in tone of where you addressed and Jeff too, like went the other way. Like mm-hmm. I started there and then got into hip hop, like yeah, college, yeah. post-grad, all that sort of stuff. And like backed my way into that. Do you guys remember, this is way back. Like there was a thing going on. Like, are you an alti or a rapper? Oh, that was middle school. You, you had to that? define yourself. Like you, like, were which was crazy. To to think. Like, you, or, like, yeah. are you an alti or a rapper? And like back, Justin, to your point, like, it wasn't. It was about the music, but it was also like how you dressed. Right. It was like, like the lifestyle. Yeah. It was, it was like, like, are you an alti? Like, so you're into alternative music, probably, which was like grunge or like post grunge, like indie, right? or are you a rapper? I vividly remember that. And like. You had yeah, to define like you yourself were, as one of those. Like it was we like were in vans, had to choose, you kid. Were in Nikes. Yeah, yeah right. You were yeah. in vans. <laughs> I remember. You were that. in vans and a ball necklace, or you were in Nikes and a gold chain. I'm just remembering oh, that. Chain wallet. Chain wallet. Chain wallet. Chain wallet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah chain wallet with, uh, with the jinkos and. Oh, if anybody's Jankos. listening out there, let let us know if you were an alti or an alti or a rapper, or if that or if that was a thing. Is that a thing in PA bones down here? I feel like. That, that didn't come that's up with you guys? I recall. Yeah. No. 
No, oh, dude, there were clear lines, and you yeah. everybody to... just wore Jenkos. <laughs> oh, so the whole school was just the, the whole school Across was Aldi's. The, board, yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. the whole school was Aldi's. So, there, oh, was so, just, there was no balance at all. PB uh, was just mixed enough where you had Aldi's and rappers. We we're like, oh, Justin was just all rappers. It was. <laughs> yes, he was all Aldi's. <laughs> this is this. It's actually a really interesting. Um, juxtaposition of like regionalism right yeah. like yeah you know my as much as um you know you you hear about the, the the horrible history of the south which is true but like my my high school was one of the like it wasn't predominantly white it wasn't you know it, yeah. it was yeah. pretty it was pretty much split black and white 50 yeah. 50 um in the school so that definitely i think has like an impact on like the culture of school and i think schools where a lot of people get into music right and so oh, yeah. um the different circles that that people were into so you didn't you didn't really have that right like i would say like people who were might have been to like alternative music would have been a much smaller microcosm within the larger school body yeah um which is really interesting to think about it'd be an interesting study someone do a phd on it uh, <laughs> right awesome. if, if you've done one send it to us send it to us we'd like to <laughs> come on the pod you can tell us about it yeah. do your dissertation <laughs> On the needle and groove out. Um, yeah, so middle we, school and PB was pretty much uh, one <laughs> yeah. one race of them, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. All yeah. white. All white, yeah. Well, there we go, Tone. So you got two tough picks. You got some old school Eric B. and Rakim. Uh, Rob, oh. To your point, Rob, I was ready. I just he was ready. He's got them all. Uh, oh, he's got them all. I know. I just, I'm, I'm going to make a sting. I'm, I'm going to make a sting for next episode. It says, Justin shows the record. <laughs> <laughs> um. Sweet, yeah, we got. Tell uh, you don't know this, but every time Justin plays a plays a pick, he has to. It has to be a record he owns. It's a signature Justin move. He's yeah, like, and he'll go midway through the preamble. I mean, he'll stop and be like, and then here's the record that I have. There yeah, it is. It's a signature hey, move. Pretty good. Um, flex, yeah, it's not a yeah, flex. It's not even a flex. It's it's, yeah. it's part of his. It's part of his. Uh, it's part his of stick. his. Uh, his timbre. His milieu. You know, it's like his. <laughs> Shtick, good word. I sh- yeah, I should have noted my preamble. I didn't name it, but for anybody out there who's never listened to Outcast, the duo is made up of Big Boy and Andre Three Thousand. There you go. A great, a great, great duo. duo. Again, again, another duo. Yeah, it, but great duo. Awesome. Going back to that song, like, like Big Boy's yeah. flow in that song was was really cool because like I felt like it was always. I was listening to it, and you almost feel like he's like losing it, but he's not. Like he's. Hmm. It's it's weird. Like it's if you go back and listen to it, like, it's it's, and I feel like that's a lot of. Uh, you see a lot of that sometimes in like in in in, uh, in southern rap where like the flow isn't on yeah. like that 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 it's like yeah. more I don't know it's like way more laid back it's was well, how we talk down south too right so yeah, yeah. like a, it's got a draw it has like a yeah. it's a it's a flow in itself right yeah. like if you yeah. if I had my full as it comes out sometimes but if I was still like full-on southern accent there's like a flow to the way that you talk and and things like that and and how you change words and pronounce them differently than they're pronounced and so i think um it comes out in the music as well yeah, yeah definitely i really thought you're gonna go with wu-tang for some reason i had this i saw you with the hoodie on and i was like <laughs> that i saw in your uh, the right hand side of your youtube column you've been watching the documentary yes which every, if you guys if you guys have great. Dude, if you guys haven't watched that documentary, there's a documentary on Amazon right now. I think it's on Showtime too, but if you have Amazon Prime, it's all about Wu-Tang. They put out four episodes. It's basically the whole crew coming back together recently and just talking about it. Some incredible footage of them early on 
Um, it's 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 awesome. I would absolutely watch that documentary, the Wu Tang uh, documentary. It's it's so and the uh, good. The Hulu show is amazing as well that RZA put out. Oh really? It's like a dramatization of them. Yeah, okay. You haven't like, seen that? I haven't seen that dude, one. It's so good. Oh man, season one was was okay. great, and then they just released that season two is going to be all about um, uh, all, all about the making of Enter the Thirty Six Chamber. And oh so, yeah, yeah, you got to watch it. The Hulu dude. is great. Oh, I I'll watch that. Yeah, and then you should watch the Amazon one. It's it's awesome. It's really good. Yeah, sweet. Does, all right, there does, we go. The story of RZA is so good. That RZA story. Does everybody know it? Which I didn't know sure. RZA. It's, well, I don't know what you want to do, but one of the things I didn't know, maybe this is what it's about, I would, then I'd love to see it. I didn't know he had a, he had, he, not that he made it, but he had a career before Wu-Tang. He was like Prince Rakim uh, and he was signed to Tommy Boy. Um, and yeah. He puts out like these like really corny songs. Uh, like these yeah, he was like your classic songs. 80s, yeah. like rapidy rap, rap, a rap, rap, yeah. rapping type rapper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and he like hates it. And then like, then he gets the Wu-Tang idea. Um, is that what it's about? Or is it different? No, so my, it was like when they signed oh. their first big record deal, like Wu Tang Clan. So there's like, uh, yeah. how many people in Wu Tang Clan? Like, like nine. Um, like nine yeah. Yes. So, and then the record label was like, cool, we'll give you uh, this truckload of cash. Um, and then classic record deal back then, like, we own the songs and we'll give you all this money and you record them and whatever, and they're ours forever. And Rizzo was like, no, we'll yeah. take half that and we keep the rights to all of our songs. And everybody who was in their crew was like, this is a ton of money. No. Like, can we take the money? And he was like, no, trust me. Yeah. Give me three years. And if it doesn't work out, I'll give you all of my money. But yeah. like, we're going to own the songs. And Wu-Tang owns all their songs. Yeah. And the other thing like, he did that I, I just watched the episode. To yeah. Him and, but, yeah. Business, I mean, the other thing he did that I saw too is at the time, labels wanted to sign the whole group and have rights to all the groups if they went off and did individual stuff which mm -hmm. obviously wu-tang was yeah. going to do with method man and all them and he was like nah yeah. like you you sign us all and we can we'll go to you first if we want to do something solo and you can match a bid but we can go anywhere else yeah you get first refusal then right then and that's it right he does like Method Man go, then he puts Method Man on a Def Jam and Old Dirty Bastard goes over to Elektra. And like they really like play the whole scheme, which is just genius. Like absolutely genius. He doesn't get enough credit for like being like a genius business mind. Like, yeah. The, the oh, amount yeah. of things he spun Wu-Tang into this like culture of like all these things is like, yeah. so, I mean, I'm sure there's other people besides RZA that have a lot of credit for that as well, but him being the front of that is incredible. They'd say one other quick story that they did. So the, I'm going to forget his name, but kind of their manager at the time, which was a friend when the, when the album, when uh, protect your neck, the single first came out, Justin, they were trying to get it heard. And so there was like a bunch of record stores and this guy was, he, he was just like, it was my job, man, to get out there and let people hear this. And so I went to the record store and I asked if they had it and they said, no. And you know, he was like, well, do you want to buy some? And she's like, no, no, no. Cause they were, they weren't known yet. So then what he did is he sent his cousin in um, to ask the woman for the record. Right. And <laughs> right. So then she asked and then he came in um, and he put the record on and the guy was like, yo, that's that song. What is that? What is that? Um, and he was like, oh, that's my that's my my friend's band, uh, my friend's group. And uh, the woman like bought a whole box of them. And then he's like, we did that in Virginia. We did that in North Carolina. We did that in Philadelphia. So like they just played the game, which was sweet. I thought that was sweet. That's some grassroots shit right there. I love that. Right. Well, yeah. it's a, that, and I think that's something that's kind of like, you know, to an extent you do it. People do it digitally these days. But like, oh, yeah. The, how you pushed your demos yeah um you know is a 
it happens a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways, I feel like that culture is kind of lost, right? Yeah. Like mm. this idea of like physically I'm going in, I'm going to talk with you. You got to listen to this, like take my tape, you know, right. walking, going to parties, be like passing out your tape. And and I think people do that to some extent. Yeah. Um, with I still have to, like, one that I, I got in Philly on the street one time. Oh, really? I got got by a dude. Oh, that's, yes. <laughs> you know, you have the, he gave me the whole rigmarole and the spiel and the whole conversation. And then suddenly I was giving this guy $10 for his demo on the street. And I was like, good, What's well played, sir. What's the best nation in the world? A donation. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, awesome. Um, Bones, why don't you go next? Um, I can all close right. this out with the, just in case if we happen to do the same thing. I don't know if we will, but go ahead. Why don't you... Uh, I'm interested. Yeah. I, I have one that I thought was going to be a topic, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, so I changed my mind probably three or four times on this. Like I have my mindset on certain artists and I'm talk myself out of it and pick somebody else i was also trying to think like i don't i don't know tone that well but i was like should i play through the uh the guest like is he gonna look for like a pioneering artist but but then i was like what would be more hip-hop than saying no i'm not gonna play to the guests i'm just gonna do my myself i'm gonna do what i associate with hip-hop i don't care if you guys like it or not but i mean everybody's (laughs) familiar with it um Yes. But anyway, um, no, I, I went with Tribe because yes. when I think of hip hop and like my early exposures to it, like Tribe was in there, like Wu-Tang and all. So um, I picked them because, um, I mean, they weren't like in the pioneering era, but they still like helped to define. Oh, totally in the pioneer about era bones. Oh, I mean, like bones. Absolutely. when I say Give pioneer, yourself, I mean like yeah. African Bambada and like everything. Oh, sure. But I mean, yeah. oh, there you go. <laughs> Scenario. <laughs> yeah. We got we got the don't, Justin album show. Don't give yourself any. Give yourself more credit, Jesse. They were definitely a pioneering band. Oh yeah, by far. Q-tip I mean, is the greatest. Like, Utip and uh, Five Dogs, like back R. and R. forth, like yeah. Um, and I mean, like their infusion of other genres at like a time when most people were like sampling like James Brown and like funk and soul, like they're then mm-hmm. grabbing like jazz albums and like uh, other genres and incorporating it in. And also like actually rapping about content that was like meaningful aside from like they're talking about like social issues and and stuff. So kind of helping to define like that new like trajectory of like hip hop into like yeah. talking about the societal issues or like oppression and everything. So um, they definitely deserve a lot of credit for that for sure. But so I'm going with a track from their second album. Low in theory, uh, baby. Low in theory. Yeah. So I'm going with bugging out. Yes. Let's do it. Yo, microphone check, one, two, what is this? The five foot assassin with the roughneck business. I float like gravity, never had a cavity. Got more rhymes than the one that's got family. No need to sweat our seniors to gain some type of fame. No shame in my game, cause I always be the same. Styles upon styles upon styles is what I have. You wanna just fight for, but you still don't know the half. I sport new balance sneakers to avoid a narrow path. Messing right with this against the size of the... I never have stuff, cause I'm not a half-stepper. Drink a lot of soda, so they call me... Yo, when that just hits the bass line and then the drums kick in, I mean, it's classic. That's just... There's two instruments, that whole song. Next level, <laughs> right. There's two instruments, bass yeah. and drums, that's it. <laughs> so good. Yeah. 
You can just and yeah, maybe you, like four notes in the bass, maybe four or five right. notes. And the way you can feel the bass, yeah. And he, I mean, Q-Tix, he's oh. he's next level when it comes to sampling jazz mm-hmm. um, and beat production. I mean, I'm not sure you can really compare him to anyone else. Uh, maybe Pete Pete Rock, who's one of my favorites, um, is up there with me. Yeah. But Q-Tip might take it. I mean, Dilla too, obviously. But at that time, yeah, that's so good. Between that album, Midnight, Midnight Marauders, which comes out next, I mean, those two albums, I mean, it's gold. It's like pure yeah. gold. Those are two, man. Right? And their right. last album's amazing. Oh, yeah. I should, yeah, yeah, last one's really good. Incredible. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. Awesome. Yeah, not, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it came out yeah. like right before or after. Yeah, yeah right when Fife died. Yeah. Um, it, I think it came out mm. after Fife died. Obviously, they recorded it when he was still alive. But um, yeah, 20, it came out 2016. I remember listening to that a ton. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a great album, too. Yeah. Great pick, Bones. That's a great pick. I was looking up the, uh, the who sampled on that. Yeah. And, uh, it was, there was uh, Lonnie Smith on there. Yeah, we've been talking about him. He's featured on your album that you got from the Neil and Groove Lounge, the giveaway. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, doctor, yeah. doctor Lonnie Smith. Doctor, a good doctor. Yeah. Good Dr. Lonnie. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. They just leave me speechless always with Q-Tip and them, I mean. And he puts out some solo stuff, too. If you guys haven't listened to the to, to Tip's solo stuff that comes out in the 90s, it's really good, too. Uh, I don't think it obviously doesn't get the same recognition, um, but there's still that incredible beat production on it and his flow, which is which is awesome. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Sweet. All right, there we go. Tone, it's getting tough for you out there, right? You got Eric Man, B I'm and Rakim. Okay. Yeah. Looks like I'm up. Looks like I'm up, fellas. No so Tone. Oh, boy. No, I got no What's pressures. Up? So Tone, here's, here's what I'm thinking, right? Rob, they, they, they're, they're, what? they don't the realize it's a competition. Right? He's pandering so hard. I'm not pandering. <laughs> Rob gave you some bullshit about, like, I'm going to pick, if an alien came down, what's hip-hop, right? Justin's trying to get you. Like, you, you see through their bullshit. I know you do. Justin's trying to get you on some, like, I'm from the South. Like, let me wrap my regionalism <laughs> crap. Cultural Bones, turning point. Bones didn't know, and Bones picked one that I know you love Tribe, right? So I think, like, I, you know, so I give him some respect to Bones. Bones didn't know that. He, an, an inadvertent pander from Bones, but right, solid. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. So that was, Bones has got me a little nervous right now with that one. But here's where I'm going with this. I am to- I'm totally pandering to you but, and on so many levels. Isn't, isn't, isn't pandering anti-hip-hop? No, not at all, baby. Exactly. That was that Depends. was my argument. No, not when it's your boy, right? Tone's my boy, right? So like we're sitting there, we're trying to we're yeah, trying to do you, it right. I suppose you do I'm always pa- have to rip your boys. All right. Right. I'm enough. not pandering to the masses. <laughs> Tone's my boy, and I want to give him something that he's going to but enjoy. Now are you missing? Are you missing the larger context of this competition? The competition is we have a guest who I got who is like we're trying to. I'm automatically have a good no night. your song tonight. That's fine. That's fine. So, so anyways, anyways, I, let me, let me get to where I'm going. So similar to what they all said, I, 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 once I knew it was going to be you and you hip, picked hip hop, I really immediately went to one song that I'm not sure fits like the larger scale of, of hip hop in the sense of like what is traditionally talked about, but I think it's, it fits you. Um, and then I had, I had a backup song that maybe I'll get to. Um, it still holds up because I think it's a perfect combination of, of hip hop for you. Um, but I won't get to that one. But the, the song that I chose, the reason why I chose it, for a couple of reasons. You mentioned, you know, sampling and hip-hop. But the one thing you didn't talk about that I know is true is that a big part of hip-hop for you is the political aspect of it, right? Sure. Like when I think of sure. Tone Fresco, I think of, like, 
you know, anti, I think of anti-fascist, anti-capitalism, like the political, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you like I that. I know where shit. you're going. Though. I think I know where you're going. And so that's, that's the first thing. I was like, it's got to be something. I think all hip hop to some degree is political, whether it's sure. overtly political or just like the fact of, like we were saying, like telling a story. Um, yeah, I think yeah. all hip hop can be political, but some is more directly political than others. Um, yeah. And so then I was like, all right, maybe with that, I could go early hip hop. I could talk about like Public Enemy and like talk about the history of that. But I'm going to go with um, an album that I never would have heard of if it wasn't for you. So another layer there of like a, a deep respect is to you of like you highlighting this for me. Go ahead, Justin. Say what you want to say. I see you getting close Jeez. to that mic. <laughs> no, but this is the truth. And so back to what we were all saying, Tone, I didn't really, and Rob, I didn't really get into hip hop like Justin was in high school. We were, we were punk, emo kids, all that sort of stuff, right? So I started getting into hip hop more in, in, in college. And I remember coming back from college and you were into this artist. And uh, I was like, wow, this is fucking great. This is really good shit. I've never heard anything like this before. And uh, that's a mortal technique. Um, <laughs> oh, you went technique? Oh, yeah. you son of a yeah. bitch. Dude, I mean, I, they're incredible. I mean, Tell me they're not incredible. He's not incredible. Yeah, yeah, His yeah. story. First of all, he's from Peru. You know how pandering you are? You just called them they. He's a guy. Sorry. One guy. We've been talking about groups. He's like so he's from <laughs> Peru. Didn't even do enough research to know. Oh, please get out of here. He's from Peru, <laughs> right? He flees Peru. I called Jurassic, Jurassic Five Jurassic Park. So I got, yeah, so, I'll yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he's from Peru, flees Peru, goes to Harlem, right? And then yeah. becomes just a dope hip-hop artist that is so political at a time that hip-hop had kind of gotten away from that 2001 2002 not that it was ever far away from it but it wasn't as overtly political right and so when he puts out revolutionary when he puts out one and two act one and two he's unsigned and i was reading also he's one of the first artists to ever get recognized by the source while being unsigned right because he's talking about some shit that people didn't want to hear about um so i'm gonna go with an album that I think you were playing at the time. It is the, it's the, um, it's act two. Uh, and there's a song on there called Harlem Streets, which is so good. Right. Um, and so again, I had to like, I had to show you some respect and say like, thank you for, for turning this, turning me on to this. And it's a great song. I hadn't listened to it in a while. So we're going to listen to it. Um, and then we can talk about it afterwards. But, um, 2000 and I think this is 2003. This album comes out. Um, and I'm not sure there was yeah, at the time, yeah. something early 2000s, right? Um, which would have been the time that we were all starting to get into hip hop. And I think at that time, um, to hear something like this was, was pretty great. So here is Immortal Technique, Harlem Streets. Chicken spot, snack box, government cocaine Cooked in the ghetto, crack rock Corrupt cops, false testimony At your arraignment, check the check Constant struggle to make the payments Working your whole life wondering where the day went The subway stays packed like a multicultural slave ship It's rush hour, 2.30 to 8, non-stopping And people coming home after corporate sharecropping And fuck flossing Mothers are trying to feed children But gentrification is kicking them Out of they building a generation of babies Born without health care Families homeless, thrown the fuck off. Dude, the, and the guitar sample is awesome. It's from this band like Los Mayos. It's just like this 1968 like guitar, classic guitar. Okay. Sound. Um, and then I love the scratching on it too. And a then great the, chorus. Right? Isn't it awesome? And yeah. that's a sample of something, uh, another song that came out in like the 90s, which I didn't know. I thought that was original, but that's a sample of another song. Um, 
And Have you heard his um his third album, uh, the Third World? I never listened to that one. Yeah. No. So like, it's 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 kind of funny. Like, I guess like mo- I guess kind of going back to like the the how it kind of like parallels like I guess like punk or whatever. Like 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 the first album, like Revolutionary Volume One. It's literally just verses, and yeah. that's it. It's like it's like two oh, minutes yeah, songs, so verses. Good. Yeah. Comes with the heat, and then he, <laughs> and he's out, and the song's over. <laughs> and then the second album, you know, he has like some hooks and he has like some some, some choruses. Yeah. And then by the third album, you know, it's 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 a little more produced. It's it's still good, but yeah, it's just kind of like 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 that progression. It was uh, yeah. That's a, yeah. I think the second one. I to pull a Justin. The second one is the one that I have, and I think that's probably my favorite one. Is the second yeah, one yeah. because of that? Like I love the first one when I went back and listened to it, but I think that one again. I think the first one is like a little raw. Yeah, um, it's like, great. <laughs> like, it was him just like dropping knowledge yeah. for forty-five minutes with no choruses. It was just him like angry. <laughs> Which you can do good so good which, which is, i love he, right he has, he has a song on the first time he just gets pissed at vegans <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy but no, top that, of the, you mean top of the food chain yeah. Top of the food chain. Yeah, yeah. but i feel like again at the time that that was is like hip-hop had somewhat gone a different direction and what was mainstream and so for him oh, it yeah, something yeah. It like wasn't that. cool it wasn't cool to be like political you know what i mean like at was, that point was, yeah was what year was that 2003 yeah. Is, uh, yeah, it was 2001 was Revolutionary 1, that was 2003 like, was Revolutionary 2, Third World was 2008, and then he hasn't put out really anything since. He has a fourth one he's been teasing for like forever. Okay. Years. I remember him teasing it on like right after the Third World came out. He's done yeah. some like compilations and some singles and stuff like that. What was, but, what was that Guns N' Roses album that never came out or I think came out eventually? Oh, uh, oh Chinese yeah. Democracy? Yeah, so that's his Chinese Democracy. His Chinese Democracy? Yeah, awesome. Cool. Um, sweet tone. Well, there we go. We've got uh, the four picks. Why don't you play yeah. us a few songs before I give you, give you some time to think about it. Um, why don't you play us some songs that really resonate with you and hip hop? And um, so I was, I was thinking about this like yesterday. I was, I was talking to my wife, Lindsay, and I was trying to figure out like, I think I was talking to you and Rob too as well. I was, I was going back and forth with like, okay, do I want to go like three songs? Like, cause for me, like, I guess we've, we've touched on it a little bit, but like, for me, like hip hop has that social and political message, but it's also a party sometimes too. Yeah, oh yeah. That's what like, and and I think like there's like you know it's two halves of the same coin. If that's like yeah. a term. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> that was correct. But um, but um, but yeah. So like, I, I was trying to just narrow. So like, I I, I mean, I, I guess I can go for like ever. I, I can like pick like ten sure. of each, or whatever. But <laughs> uh, I want to go just like one from each genre, like one from like one that for me is like you know socially culturally uh you know more conscious and then one that's straight just like a party song yes one when like that that first note hits and everyone freaking lose their mind yeah right uh, like especially like when i dj'd i guess I'll, I'll i'll start with i'll start with more like the i'll start with, with the more like socially uh conscious one so i'm gonna go with uh uh sticking with with jesse's theme uh going try to call quest which this song off the same album which uh where are we here so it's off low end theory and uh bugging out for me is the second song on that album but and i feel like this song the first one on the album excursions oh yeah almost like it was the first song in the album, and then you had like, so like the first excursion is just like it's just it's just uh, Q-tip just going off, right? Mm-hmm. All bass, 
uh, might be a little, you know, some other guitar in there, but it's pretty much just bass and drums. And then you have Bugging Out, which is like almost like pretty much Fife's, I think, I think Fife sh- like shines bright in that yeah. song. It's almost like mm-hmm. his response to Q-tips. Right, yeah. Like Snap, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like the reason why I like, like I, I love Excursions is just because like it, it encapsulates like uh, the whole culture, the politics, the everything like in like even like down to like you know he's mentioning beepers he's he, like he's, he's talking about like mm. like just what's happening at that yeah. moment and he's bringing it back to to like he's, like he's basically talking to his dad at one point like where he's you know trying to explain to his dad like hey hip-hop is literally just uh just a reincarnation of like old school like bebop you know what i mean like yeah. it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's coming back around again you know yep um but yeah and then and on top of that like that like that baseline is just insane mm. so good uh, yeah let me uh Let's see. So if I share it, right? Jesse, you were so close. So close. You were this <laughs> close, but you were. If you sorry, right, if you can't, right. yeah. I'd have to give it to him. I'm like, wow, you picked the song. Uh, yeah, I also feel like that collective too is awesome. Like, yeah, you know, I love like the native tongues idea of like a bunch of different mm-hmm. groups that are under this collective oh, umbrella. Was like, it was like, yeah. right. I mean, it was like, I think everyone was in that. Like, I think like like, like Queen Latifah was in that at one point. Oh, yeah. and, Jungle Brothers, uh, yeah. De La Soul, Jungle obviously. Brother, De La Soul, yeah, it was just, it was insane. But um, like, there was a really good dude that was out of it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chi Ali. I think he put like one, hmm. I think he might have put like one album out. Then he, I think he either killed someone or hmm. he was like, you know, uh, either like, you know, whatever. He was in, maybe involved in it or whatever. But he like went, to, like went to jail for like 15, yeah. 20 years and then didn't put another album out. But um he put some pretty good stuff out too like he had like that one album and then i think he put stuff after but um he was probably native tongues he, he, he was like 17 or 16 wow time yeah um only if you are noted as my man if i get the credit then i think i deserve it if you fake news don't fix your mouth to word it get in the zone of positivity not negativity because we gotta strive for longevity if you're by chum what's in that a pair of Nike size 10 and a half. Yeah. There we go. Incredible. Nice. Yeah, the way he's able to just, you know, add add the, that jazz sample in there, like the saxophone and trumpet, whatever he's got there is like, oh, it's beautiful. Like it's beautiful. And you know, like he like heard that one little, like that little yeah. part in one little song. He's like, "Yup, put that in." <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. And again, that and I the think bass like line, the, the bass lines from uh, Art Blakey's song. Okay. Uh, mm. But yeah, That's it's cool. uh, yeah, it's incredible. It's just like yeah. like the, like the lyrics, the beat, the hook, everything. It's just. And I think the great thing about that album too is some of the stuff late '80s, early '90s. Some of it, not all of it, I think, can sound a little outdated. Right. Um, and yeah. that doesn't like I, I think that's going to stand the test of time. Uh, uh, of course, you can you know, it doesn't sound like contemporary hip hop to some degree, but it, it, it's, it still sounds fresh. Um, whereas yeah, yeah. I think some of the stuff from the early 80s can sound a little bit like you said, like a little too robotic as it's trying to figure out like different flows and everything. But yeah, yeah that album is just next level. Really. Yeah, is. I mean, mm-hmm. here, you still hear, uh, you know, more contemporary groups kind of go back to that. Yeah, nineties. Uh, like probably one of the ones that come to mind is a group called the Cool Kids. Okay, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of them. No. Um, they're you know they're 
it's, it's, it's kind of that, that same style where it's like that jazzy hip-hop. Like boom bap. Yeah, like the boom bap. Boom bap. Type, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, they were, I don't, I don't know if they're still around. They put out a couple albums. I, I saw them once at like the Middle East downstairs. Um, but um, they, yeah, they put out like a couple albums in like the late, like 2009, I think. 2008. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're still around, but although, like they might have broken off and like done their own thing. But, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like like every, like every once in a while, like, I I come across like a newish group that's that's doing yeah, that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You all you ever yeah, see like, it, you ever see that documentary um, by like Michael? Was it rap rap or something? Uh, Beats right, rhyme in life. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 That's a yeah. great documentary. It's really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, like and, and like watching Q Tip like break down like the samples and. Did you see the like, one scene where he like he's he's on the record? And he, he, yeah, yeah. he's moving the needle like perfectly in time to create yeah, yeah, an example yeah, yeah. like in real time, which is so sick. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, good stuff. And also, I think while we're talking about this, Justin, you and I have talked about this. Um, Hanif Abdak, uh, uh, Hanif, yes. yes, he wrote the book. Did you read the love letter to yeah. the tribe? Yeah, love oh, man. Yeah, great book. Oh, it's incredible. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I have it upstairs. Yeah, I've read it probably twice. So good. Yeah, he's an, he's an amazing author. His all, first all around. Good. Yeah, what's yeah. the first one called with the wolf on the front? Is it like? Oh, it's a good one to do. Yeah, yeah. What's why can't I uh, blank, blanking on the name of that? I have it upstairs. I have to get it. like uh, they they something like they can kill us and they can kill like something like that. Um, we'll it's, like a bunch of, it's, it's a series of like his poems and writings, right? Yeah, he talks about like Prince in there and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a big emo guy too. Um, from the he Midwest. Loved, uh, oh, he, he loved Fall Out Boy. That was his big. Yeah. <laughs> he's from Chicago. Yeah. He's from the Midwest. Yeah, he's from the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. But awesome. Yeah. Sweet. There you go. Yeah, Tone. That's a, that's, I mean, great, great pick. Yeah. So, um, what was your other one? So, you know, kind of on the other side of the coin, there's got to be a party song, right? Yeah. There's got to be like something that just gets people like going, right? Um, and coincidentally, <laughs> it was so funny. Like, I, I was between, like, I was talking, yeah, I'm talking to Wednesday, like, man. I need like a good like party song. Like obviously you can go to like, you know, California Love. You can go to like, you know, pick any like Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre song. You know what I mean? You go to like Biggie, Mace, you know, go any like party song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know why, but <laughs> I'm like, and then I, then I had, uh, what you call it? Uh, uh, juvenile, back that ass up, right? There you and go. I'm like. I'm a little like, more dirty South. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's a great jam. You know, but it's like, you know, it's, I guess, not like, you know, the uh, traditional hip-hop or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like something just like a... But then I saw that today is the 22nd anniversary. Today, the 22nd anniversary of the song being released. Oh, you had to do it then. It's the birthday. It's the birthday <laughs> of the song. As and of like, today. February 24th. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The song turned 22 today. <laughs> wow. Right? Uh, so then I had to watch, obviously, like I watched like some, um, you know, genius, what's it genius? You've heard of no, them? No, they, no. uh, they, they, they're like, they're mostly like a, like a hip hop, uh, kind of like, uh, like P lyrics. Remember P lyrics? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they do that, but they go into way in depth in the lyrics. Like they like, you know, they ask the artist, they interview them, but they, like they, they ask them what like, like, like the meaning and they do interviews with them and stuff. And cool. They have a thing called, uh, I think it's called like behind, it's kind of like a behind the music type of thing where they actually interviewed Manny Fresh, who was the producer of all of Cash Money from, you know, uh, 98 through like the early yeah. 2000s, you know? Yeah. And he's talking about this song and like he actually breaks on the song, which is amazing because he wrote all the Cash Money songs with no samples. 
So wow. like he, cause he, yeah. cause he didn't want to pay anyone. He want to pay anyone. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to make it all his own, which is you know, amazing. But like he took, what's cool. Cause like he, he went back, but he also took a lot of stuff like, like in the song, like the, the, like, like the, even like the, the crashes in the song, he said he, he took from old ice tea uh wow. songs from back in the 80s yeah um so he's like referencing all this old stuff but he wasn't sampling but he like listened to it like, oh that, that's a pretty cool yeah uh pretty like cool t- uh pretty cool the, sound and like, yeah, like the tone of it like, yeah 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 got the tone of it and there was like another and like you know he um like bounce music you know what i mean like which, which was which yeah. was, wasn't a thing in the early, in the, in the mid in the late 90s it was, was on the radar but it was big down south yeah and uh he incorporated a lot of that into it and um yeah just seeing him like build this song it's, it's, it's really cool like, I, I forget what it's called but if you just like google uh, genius manny fresh back to that so like, yeah that's awesome yeah that's awesome but, uh, but for me like when this song kicks in like that first like dun, 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 <laughs> oh, it's amazing and like the strings come in and like like i swear to god i don't care if you're a girl guy whatever like <laughs> everyone has their hands up in the air and they're ready to throw it out like yeah it's amazing uh and that it is it is so like quintessential that era of southern rap from like yeah. cash cash money crew hot boys like everyone um and then like to look at career like little wayne sp- sp- kind of spinning out of that yeah yeah he only had like one one verse and it was like the, like, the, like, the, like the last part of it um, <laughs> oh like this is the video right here this is like making of juveniles back to that so oh, awesome. it's really interesting just to kind of yeah. go like his breakdown of it you yeah i'll have to check that out. out that's great that's uh, on you said genius that's cool Gen- yeah, yeah, like, like is a great site. Um, yeah, it's kind of yeah. It's just it kind of goes more into in depth of like the background of all like it's like the mostly hip hop. Yeah, uh, awesome. Like, tone rock and punk and stuff, but tone. Don't answer this and don't scroll any further. I want to see if anyone can name it. Can anyone? Don't look. What is the name of the album that Back That Ask Up uh, came off of? I don't know. Don't look, Jesse. What you looking at? <laughs> I'm not looking. I don't know. No, I don't know. For- 400 degrees. There you go. Mm. Okay. Yeah, those album covers back then. They're amazing. <laughs> They're so amazing. Everything's gold and platinum. Winged out. Yeah. And yes. in your face. And, uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's play the actual video because the video is like insane. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I find that uncensored. I think this is probably the uncensored version, but yes. if it's not, we can edit it and find it. Add, add it in. Right, exactly. I'll like <laughs> Oh, Tech 9. I don't know if you noticed, but if you look really closely, there's one white guy in the video, and it's Justin backing his ass up. Um, <laughs> he's right there, folks. Accurate, accurate. Okay. I think are both I your like, are both your kids standing behind you, like Daddy? What is going on right now? All they we, hear is you cut, doing this. Just back your ass. Up. <laughs> can we cut to Katie's corner right now, real quick? Yeah, where's Katie's corner? Which she's not. Doing? She's not around. She's not around. Yeah, she's right. used to it, though. She's used to it. I think. I, I know. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I, I guess like uh, like like juvenile didn't even want to do the song. Really? Like he was, yeah, because he was like, oh, it's too soft. Like they're like, oh, no, you can do something for the girls. Like like, do like a song, you know. 
some of the ladies like, no, I'm street, man, I'm hood, you know, and then like, <laughs> like no, nah, just do one. And then like, you know, this one did it. And, uh, it's, uh, it's like Juvenile's only song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he, he had ha. Yeah, well. he had ha. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, well, like, you know, lyrically, you know, it's whatever. It doesn't mean anything. But uh, not about that, though. Not yeah, about that. Right. <laughs> There's a straight up like party anthem. Yeah, I think that that again, like that goes back to my whole. Thing oh yeah. Just yeah. Love, love. That's why I love hip hop because like it can go from you know yeah being politically socially critical, but then like on the other hand, just be a total like just party, you know. Yeah. Just getting down, you know. But yeah. still, still have the, some of the most catchy and memorable one-liners. Like I remember all those from high. Like how each verse starts. Like I remember that from like high school, middle school. It's like boom, right. instant. Oh yeah, it, they're, so yeah, they're like classic. By the way, like, how much little Wayne comes paid? in like nah, 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 nah. You bet. Like, like it's <laughs> it's so good. How much would you guys pay to be behind that that fence right there? Just <laughs> all right. Oh, dude, how, how many people you think got like like, like dude, went to the kill. hospital with dehydration that day? Just like oh, right. up against that fence. <laughs> I would kill <laughs> yes. that fence. Just just going wild. The the other thing also we were just talking about like the the um how minimal Q tips beats were. That's maximal, right? Oh, like, that's maximalism in an awesome way. And I'm not, I'm not yeah. comparing because I think, Tone, to your point, like it's two sides of the same coin, right? Like there's yeah. strings in there. There's like the beat is, is like very like, constant. And there's all these small things happening, which is, which is great. It fits in the vibe, like this kind of big vibe, which I think is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, but I, think, I also think that comes from the fact too that like he wasn't sampling so there was yeah. no like oh i have to go cut another sample and no, do this yeah. and put it together he was just him literally at like a chord keyboard being like now i'll put the whole that video is, is, and now we'll put the drums in you know what i mean yeah. like he just had it all there he didn't have to like do all of the and that's that regional thing justin you were saying i think again you made a shout out to it i would definitely recommend everyone listen to that broken broken records podcast with kenny beats and rick rubin i mean they go deep into the regional aspect i think in the, the second one that just came out there talking about uk uh rap and hip-hop that's coming out coming out now and like grime and how it's crossed the Something atlantic like, yeah like you know what i mean so and, and again i think that's it it's just like you talk about hip-hop you can't really talk about hip-hop anymore in like in like a simplistic term like it's so vast and the style is so complex like there's not one umbrella of hip-hop it's so so wide wide ranging which i think is incredible right i think it's awesome yeah here we can go. Once, can I bring up one song that I thought someone was going to bring up, and I almost thought it was Justin's, that was a strong number two for me, uh, and I'm surprised it didn't come up at all, because I think it crosses everything everyone has talked about, from like club banger to like great flow, great beat, great samples. Vig's um, uh, juicy. Yeah. Like I think that was almost my number one. It was very close. Was but it? Like, yeah. See, I that didn't, Biggie didn't come up for me. Maybe because I, I was going towards like, I was kind of catering to Tone and what I knew he was into, but not that you don't like yeah, Biggie Tone, I, but yeah. like, uh, I mean, but yeah, I agree. But like, that's the thing. Like, how I, the amount of bars and clubs and not club, whatever, like I've been into where like Juicy comes on and everyone, yeah. everyone knows every word to that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. um, yeah, I not agree. That, I like, like I I could have picked it myself. I'm not yeah. scared, but I'm just saying like I just I thought it needs to be noted in this conversation. Agreed. The yeah. influence of someone like Notorious B.I.G. and that and a song like and Juicy so good. Yeah, it's from, from M2 like two man. you said the band. That name. song is like quintessential oh, yeah. like late yeah, '90s yeah. hip hop for me. An yeah, another great runner up, and we kind of got me thinking about when 
think Tom, when we were talking about Queen Latifah, um, it's also like the Missy Elliott's influence oh on like God. the game, yeah. like on yeah. Work It. I was listening to Work It again. Like that is an amazing yeah. track. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. stand the rain. So good. That vi- I mean, that video alone. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I almost did. Um, Cause I was looking for like a, I almost did. And I just discovered it recently, but there's a Pete Rock who's I think up there with Q-Tip, does a remix of Shut Em Down by Public Enemy, um, which is incredible, right? So it's got that like boom bap, Pete Rock um, beat to it, but then it's Shut Em Down, the lyrics by Public Enemy on top, which I thought was like a great um, kind of like connection between the two of them. I actually have the 12-inch here. I didn't even know I had it. Um, It's really good. But I think there's also, again, we're we're not saying... Yeah, we didn't talk about Tupac. We we haven't talked about contemporary hip hop at all. I mean, um, yeah, this like, episode could be like we could do an entire month on hip hop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, we encourage our listeners. Like, what song would you pick? It's more of just about again, like Jesse said, it's personal. It's it's to tone as the guests. Like, there's definitely a uh, lots of uh, hip hop we have not covered that should be recognized. But sweet, well, Tone, yeah, you got to make a choice, man. It's your turn. You got it. You got to make a call on uh, who took the who took the second week so just to I recap mean, would you would you like a review like no, I should mean, we give I, a rundown for the for the guest let's let's jeff glowick right there like <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to give it i, I should we do, give a rundown yeah. jeff we give a yeah rundown? we got yeah definitely so i mean just for our listeners right so round two we got hip-hop as the genre um we start off with rob with eric b and rakim um playing an album, a song off paid in full kicked it over to Justin to talk about regionalism and the South and the impact of, of outcast. Um, then over to Jesse, a personal favorite of Jesse's. Uh, and I think all of ours of, of tribe and, and their influence. And then uh, my, my pandering of very overtly political uh, hip hop um, of immortal technique. So uh Tone, yeah, go ahead. You just close close us out. Which which one resonated with you the most tonight at the lounge? Which one oh, is the uh, hip hop song, Tone? This is tough, man. I mean, like you know, you got to pick one of these. Um, you do. I mean, it's the burden. You do. It's the burden of the guest. <laughs> Heavy burden. Pain and Fool is just such a classic. Uh, I mean, that's like that for me. Like embodies like '80s hip hop. Like that sort of like structure. Like yeah. Like it's just very like almost like methodical, you know what I mean? Like a, a, a lot of the guys like fighting that, that yeah. flow after that, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not really like an 80s, like I'm, you know, I, I didn't grow up in the 80s, so it, I, mean, it was I like, like it. Was like seven, so basically the 90s, you know, whatever. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> uh, the, the pandering's over. Even the king <laughs> pandering's <laughs> up. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Outcast, of, of course, you know, just, an amazing group, like groundbreaking. I mean, like the like, like those guys, like in, in, like instrumentally, lyrically, just 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 a, an amazing group. Um, and then you have my favorite track called Quest. That's right. <laughs> um, and then you know, Immortal Technique, who was you know, for a first time, like 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 we talked about, um, was definitely you know almost kind of like in, in in his own way he was like telling like the hip-hop world like hey don't don't forget where you came from mm. uh this isn't all like puff mm. daddy mace and shiny suits you know what i'm saying like yeah mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like you know this is this is you know this is the the, the status of the world but for yeah. me i mean i have to go with 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 bugging out 
Well, that's, that's yes. right I called it. I called that, it. That right there. I mean, like that. Like that for me is is <laughs> is hip hop. I mean, like that. Yes. Like everything about it. I mean, again, like the the the, the lyrics, the the the, the groove, the, the bass, the drums, like. And on top of that, it's Tribe Called Quest. I mean, that's my, that's my favorite, <laughs> favorite group. I mean, that's straight up. Like, that's... that's yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Bones taking yeah. the win. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I thought I thought you might pick that once that came on. Um, Emo Technique was, was a strong <laughs> No, that was... Oh. The thing is, I didn't want to choose Tribe. Um, so I think Jesse, you said you were in, in our text, you said you think you were like the 16th seed, but I think you came in here and, you know, you upset the crowd. It's not your home field. You don't know tone that well. You only maybe hung out with him a couple of times at temple when we were probably, we were very drunk and at the bachelor party. So you came in and just like for the long shot and, <laughs> and, and resonated with him. So I think that's, that's spot on. That's great. I mean, if, if, I mean, if, if, if somebody went Della Soul on me, then, Ooh, that would be. So I almost did that too. I was just reading about Prince Paul and you know all yeah, those yeah. guys. Like, mm-hmm. but I think you like Dayla better than Tribe. It it depends. I mean, like 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 uh, Three Feet High Rising is oh yeah, is, is mm-hmm. such a great album. So good. Uh, like like that, uh, Midnight Marauders and Low End Theory. Those are my three. Yeah, I I, I put those back to back to back and have no problem. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, um, love it. Yeah, for me, for me, like if I had to pick one, probably Tribe is my all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Jesse, as soon as I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it, but as soon as I Jesse, as soon as you play Tribe, I texted mm-hmm. Tone, I texted Justin, Jeff, and Jesse, and was like, Jesse just won. <laughs> like, Tone, as, soon me, as, you, as soon as you played Bugging Out off Midnight Rides, I was like, we can just end this right now. Like, <laughs> let me ask you mean, a question. Like, Jesse, Jesse could have gone like he he could have gone like a like a mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why I do. That's why like bugging out was like there was like well, let me ask you a question right, right over the middle of a plate. Yeah, if me or Rob had picked tribe, do you think you would have gone with it? Because that would have been like too obvious. Because that was part of my like, if I go with tribe, oh, no, like, no. you know what I mean? Like I like I feel like it, you would have been like, oh well, come on, you know. Like I think Jesse's oh, picking it as genius because he doesn't know lie. you, which is awesome. I'm not gonna lie, I, I would have been very disappointed if one of you four didn't pick Tribe. <laughs> I mean, I knew Tribe was coming up, but like, yeah, I knew Tribe was gonna be talked about, but I, I was like, I'm not gonna do it. But yeah, but no, I think, and I love that Jesse picked because if yeah, if I feel like if I did it, it would have been too. I know I pandered a lot, but I thought that would have been even more pandering of like I know. Oh no, no, I, I would have been disappointed. No, that's awesome. Love it. No, that's yeah, I mean, great. I think, I think Tribe needed to be in this conversation. I knew someone was going to pick. Oh, yeah. Well, there we go. Awesome. Yeah, I, I was shocked no one picked Wu-Tang. I, I, I kind of wish I did that. And I love Wu-Tang and after watching all that stuff. But anyways, there's a million we could have talked about. But there we go. Week two of March Madness. Um, we got, the, we got the, the, the leaderboard. We got me and J-Bone with uh, one win each. Uh, stay tuned for, for next week. Um, and there we go, fellas. I'll close this out. Close this round out. Awesome. Thanks, Tone, for uh, being our guest on uh, the March Madness Hip Hop episode. And uh, you'll be sticking around for the last call, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll stick around. All right, folks, tune in to see what uh, what Tone puts up for a a new song. Uh, See if he gets a pound of sip or a no sip. All right, cool. All right, awesome. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Needle and Groove Lounge. What a night for our March Madness Week 2. Shout out again to our good buddy, DJ Tone. Tone, thanks for coming to the lounge and hanging out. 
Jesse J. Bones was able to take the win this week by serving up a Tribe Called Quest bugging out. Great choice, Jesse. So we've got week one. Jeff took the hardcore punk round. Jesse with Tribe takes the hip hop round. Next week, we've got Jazz Fusion with Jesse's good buddy out in Colorado, Case. Tune in, it's a great night. See who takes week three. Again, don't forget to follow us at Needle Groove Lounge, where we talk more about the lounge and music-related content. Thanks again. Thanks again.